0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, but welcome back to the mailbag edition of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined, as always, by Michael. Season's greetings, y'all. Again with a different intro. I like it. Trying, to, I'm trying to shake things up. Speaking of shaking things up, I mentioned it last week, and you kind of chimed in afterwards. Because uh, after you listened to it. The 23rd episode is coming up, and I think we need to do something special. I don't know what that is, because that's in two weeks. and Looking two weeks forward... um there could be no sports going on. There could be tech in Omaha, maybe. So Rangers baseball, interesting spot. (laughs) Rangers. (laughs) Oh, they're awful. (laughs) But the 23, the 23rd episode of the 23 personnel podcast is coming up. We need to think about something special.
1: Maybe we could, um, maybe we could commission Brian to, uh,
0: Oh to create the design for a shirt or something Yeah
1: to give us a to give us a cool 23 personnel logo or 23 something to update to, the logo maybe Well I mean I, not maybe not update it but just kind of commemorate the 23rd episode. We'll see if we'll see if he'd be willing to to, uh, to do the same thing see if see if uh, you know you'll pay him what you pay Labar. <laughs> same, same I've price, just, same contributing I've
0: price. <laughs> send Brian an offer of a beverage. Yeah. That's all I ever pay LaBar is, Hey, do you want a water? No, I'm good. <laughs> so he doesn't even take you on it. You get a no, refund never, for a he's water. He's never accepted any offer. <laughs> I guess it's fine. That's, you know, we
1: could come up with something. We Maybe we, maybe we have to do something with the 23, something with the number, um, or, or we pick out our our two favorite running backs and three favorite tight ends <laughs> or, or whatever we need to do. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. We y'all y'all mentioned it at the end of that last one and we'll have to start brainstorming some ideas. Especially because there won't be any sports to talk about. We might as well
0: milk this as much as we can. It's possible. I mean it's possible. You know, I, I, don't want to jinx
1: anything, but it's possible.
0: Yeah. I probably over romanticize the thought of making money on this, but I was like, I wonder if we could open up like a little merch store and sell things like nobody cares about <laughs> a podcast and buying a shirt that says twenty three personnel podcasts on it or a hat or some kind of bumper stick. Nobody cares about that. it oh, is right now. yeah, and
1: I don't want to I don't want to pile on, but think of all the podcasts you like and you listen to. Have you ever once thought, man, I need a I need a cap that says, you know, um, Revisionist History f- f- by Malcolm Gladwell on it. I really need me a I need me one of those uh, This American Life bumper stickers
0: or. <laughs> Which is funny that you mentioned uh, Revisionist History. That's one of the only other podcasts I listen to. It's not sports related. Oh, did you I, I did you hear that Did
1: you hear the one that he had? That oh, was a week on or football. Two. Yeah. Yeah, he, dude, he wasn't messing around. I, so on that, I was, was listening
0: he? to it, like the balls of that dude yeah. to be invited to a a commencement speech At and Penn. then to rail on the ad- administration of the school. Yep. Like, dang.
1: Yeah, he he doesn't. I mean, if you've listened to it, you know already. He he doesn't.
0: He doesn't mess around. When he
1: takes a stance on something, he's that's it. That's where he, that's where he stands on it. He'll stand in front of a room of people who paid him to be there, and ask him what they've done about the suicide of one of their players from three years ago and then answer it and say nothing just in front of why everybody. Why haven't you
0: been doing I know like just calls into question why yeah. they aren't just doing it? Just calls more.
1: everyone I mean the students too calls everyone out and Yeah
0: he tells them to boycott their own school's football was like Yeah quit going to the game. of the school like yeah like oh my gosh Yeah It's, it's crazy uh, It's a good episode on uh, football safety especially with traumatic brain injuries and concussions Really gets you thinking. Not that I think we should turn in the mailbag section into a revisionist history <laughs> revision promo spot. Revisionist revisionist history. Um, the other other romanticized thought, you know, I keep having is is bringing in some kind of sponsorship, whether it's a corporate sponsorship or some kind of funding sponsorship. I mean, I can turn on the premium function on the on the podcast and and say, okay, this episode will be premium, so either, you know, it only goes to subscribers or you have to pay per episode. Yeah. I think that, and I think, like, we'll get zero downloads. Yeah,
1: I kind of think so, too, (laughs) because I don't have any that I do that with.
0: I wouldn't want to pay. Your question, though, when you ask about any podcast where you would want to buy merch, it would be the the Solid Verbal, the guys at, at SBN, maybe. Yeah. And they do have a, some merchandise. I just don't know if I would like actively seek it. Oh, I really need to go, go buy that. Like, only time I think about it is when he mentions it before the podcast starts. I was like, uh, I guess I could, I could check it out.
1: Right. Now, I do have Stake in the Plains merch. Like, I buy some of that stuff myself because I, I, don't, I don't know why. I, I,
0: I'm also personally invested in how successful it is. So Yeah, I mean,
1: that's, that's a, I, I definitely do that, and I have no problem with that. But there's just something about a podcast. I haven't really thought about it. Um, yeah, I guess it would make us look official if we had twenty-three personal polos, and we showed up somewhere.
0: <laughs> the only see the only thing I, I think about, I would whatever print and wear would be like a hat or something.
1: Yeah, I could see a hat, or
0: um, and then giving out st- stickers or something. A
1: hat or like stationery, or like Pens. a mug.
0: I love mugs. All these, other ideas that we aren't overlapping on—that's funny.
1: No, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're totally like, uh huh, yeah, that too. Even though that's not what I thought of.
0: And nobody would buy a single piece of it.
1: No, no.
0: Except for us, and maybe the guys that's taking the planes. Yeah, like Seth and Brian and Dan. Like they're, they're they'd be great supporters. I just don't know if you know we would have any sales outside of the six of us.
1: I think it's <laughs> possible if the right person listens and or just the right person is a fan or or whatever, and they know someone who has like a... I mean, I, I really think it's possible we could get like a restaurant, like a local restaurant possibly to sponsor someday, but I just don't see it being like a lucrative... I also don't
0: think we have the listenership base... To warrant anything currently,
1: so. no, yeah, we, we probably don't. Maybe you know, maybe when football season picks up, it'll be a different story. Yeah, maybe, but we'll, we'll have to we'll,
0: see. We'll be thirty plus episodes in at that point. Like, what have we been doing with the past thirty weeks?
1: We just been talking, <laughs> just been talking, building a base, bro. Yeah. a base. Yeah, man, we're gonna take over the world. Shoot. All
0: right, let's get to our listener questions. Dan got us going. Like I said, seems we sparked a fun hashtag Red Raiders internal debate that I turned to asking the 23 personnel to examine using the result of this trivial Twitter poll. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is He says Texas Tech is better known in the college sports world as a football school, baseball school, basketball school or other. Now, the interesting part about this question I think is is better known in the college sports world part because currently I say Texas Tech is a baseball school because of the success they've had recently high rankings, you know, their performance. I think they're best known As a baseball school, or they are currently a baseball school. Basketball could be make you you can make a point for basketball coming up, but I think in the college sports world, just because of how ubiquitous football is, especially in Texas, it's hard to get away from football. I agree. Before we get into the results of the poll, what do you
1: you have any other thoughts? Like, now I actually voted football school. Um, I understand exactly what he's saying because success wise. Uh, yeah we're a baseball school. I mean my gosh they've we just went over it on the previous episode they've uh, hosted three out of the five last super regionals or they I mean or they've you know been to the super regional three out of the last five seasons they've hosted all three times um, the two previous times they went to the College World Series. I mean they went to the finals uh, in that same amount of time basketball has made the tournament twice and they made a deep run this year which was great uh but beyond that that was you know the other the only other kind of national success football hasn't had any national success um but the same the same point you're kind of going with is like if you if i meet people if i go to vegas or if i go to dallas or something oh texas tech yeah you know, and Kingsbury. Know Mike Leach and yeah, Kingsbury. Kingsbury, Air Raid, Mike yeah. Leach. Uh, you know, they, they that's the three things that come up almost every single time immediately. Uh, they may even bring up Baker Mayfield. They'll bring up, you know. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's immediately going to be that. It's not going to be like, oh, man, you, you guys swept Oklahoma State and Stillwater. They're not going to say that. Uh, so I say this. say they're not going
0: to say you've made it to three supers in five years
1: yeah yeah they're not gonna say man yeah i can't believe how um how well zaire smith did and that he's gonna go to the draft
0: so can't believe he got picked up by the spurs yeah oh man gosh that's a dream scenario anyway speaking of hold on hold on that may be in the realm of the 23rd episode is the nba draft
1: oh it will be i bet that will be right around that time well, I think while we were recording this, I had some, like, sports news about Popovich and Kawhi Leonard that I may have to read.
0: <laughs> Always something with those two.
1: It popped through, but I, I didn't get the chance to read it. So I so understand thing- what Dan's asking. I don't think we should be known as a football school at this point, but I think no. we still are. So that was what I voted for.
0: Some interesting uh, interaction on this tweet with other guys. Um, Dustin, I, I guess, is a, a coworker of yours or yeah. a friend of yours. Yeah. Said the poll is incomplete without the inclusion of meat judging school. He, and you said he's not. He's not actually a tech fan.
1: No, he's. But he's a hundred percent correct. Yeah, so if that you don't would
0: include meat judging or chess. Your the list is incomplete. That's probably what the other is. That would
1: fall under the other, and and you could even go with like women's
0: tennis now. <laughs> Um, or golf, since they were golf, they were on the on the cusp uh, of indoor you know, competing track, for a national championship.
1: Outdoor track, um, mm-hmm.
0: so distance w- running. I mean, these are the other...
1: incredible sports being being played here at Tech that does not involve a pigskin,
0: but can involve pig parts.
1: Oh, oh.
0: Got you there. That's it, man. <laughs> so I was going to say, another comment from a, a listener, an STP reader, Triforce, says, she said that Texas Tech is a spring sports school, which I, I agree with. Yep. Well, basketball is technically a winter sport, the good stuff starts r- really going full tilt in the spring, so it counts. Um, so, yeah, if you count basketball, you've got basketball, baseball, your outdoor track, um, all things that are – Really, really successful at Texas Tech right now, and tennis. Excuse me. So, yeah, spring sports, just not fall, which is volleyball, football.
1: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, volleyball did better this year. Oh, well, we got to remember soccer too, because soccer had yes. a down year. But. uh what was it, but two they're, years they're ago? they're a fall
0: sport, and they're really, really good. with Yeah, R-stone, they're really the good. Group.
1: So, I mean, I think they just had a down year last year. And even then, I don't think it was, like, awful or something. It just, uh, you know, they didn't get in to the national rankings like they were the year before, I don't think.
0: So, Dan put this poll up uh, about 24 hours ago. You still have another six days to go vote. Um, currently, football school is... Coming in at thirty-one percent in second place, baseball school, maybe because of the the relevancy and the the timeliness is in first at forty-two percent. That's where I put my vote. Basketball school is at eleven percent. Um, I mean, other combination is at sixteen percent. So, yeah, what's interesting to if you make the comparison between sports, you know, baseball and basketball. So basketball this year went to the elite eight. Baseball is in the super regionals, which is There's 16 teams left, so if you make their equivalent... like, So baseball is currently in the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. If you make it to Omaha, then you're Elite 8. And Then, you know, passing, there's not really a good comparison to you get to the championship game because teams start getting kind of knocked off. It's one of those... um, It's a lot like the Big 12 Conference tournament where you've got two four-team pods that do a double elimination tournament and the winners of those will play for the championship right so it, it, it there's not a really good comparison to basketball once you get to Omaha but you make it to Omaha you're elite eight <laughs> until you get to the final game and you're you know one two
1: yeah and so the obvious comparison to that on football would be either if you make you it know, to like the new the year's, new year's yeah the new year's bowl games or you know or, the playoffs. or when the or maybe we'll well, and if you win the Big 12, you probably would make one of those. But uh, maybe not necessarily, depending on if the other schools just have knockout years. Well, I, I guess actually there's probably no way you wouldn't make one of those. If you won You the know Big how 12. ecstatic
0: we would be if we were in a New Year's Six bowl. N- well, not I don't know like what a playoff we would game, but a New Year's Six, like a like a Sugar Bowl on an off year, you know We would lose our our, our heads, man.
1: Yeah. And we'd be playing someone not, um, you know, Minnesota or something,
0: (laughs) Central Florida or no South Florida. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. We wouldn't be playing the Bulls. We'd be playing, you know, some team that would be equally as excited, probably, or slightly disappointed.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: they maybe they had some really high expectations and they didn't quite make them. But that would be that'd be. Nuts, you know, tech fans would go crazy for that, so I still think I mean, I see why you voted baseball, but I still think it's better known as, as a football school.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on. Kyle Lang, who is on your Mount Rushmore of Tech Athletics? You're limited to four individuals across all the sports. And this is where my recency of my tech fan ship is going to hurt. My rankings because it's going to be guys that I know and that I've seen.
1: Well, are you going to okay? How do you want to do this? There's not going to be
0: any. There's not going to be any player before 2007 on my list.
1: Okay, I I definitely have some beyond that. How do you want to do this? Do you want to list off all four years, or do we go one at a time, or what do you think?
0: Let's let's each do our set of four. Okay. All right. Now the other problem is because I'm such a. So much more of a football fan, at least early on in my Texas Tech fandom, like, it's going to be skewed towards football.
1: That's my issue, too.
0: So, top four, Mount Rushmore of Tech Athletics. Like I guess it's going to be 2007 and and later. And it's going to be skewed, heavy football. Um, obviously, number one on that list is going to be uh, Crabtree. Gotcha. Um Another guy on that list would have to be Harold even though he kind of he he spans before 2006. Um and I just I'm I'm blanking. I'm trying to think of like a a basketball guy. I he's before 2007. So let me go ahead and start breaking my own rules here. <laughs> you don't have to make rules. But I've seen enough of him in highlights and like all that kind of stuff on the basketball side. And I would say Dora, Daryl Dora. Yeah. And then I'm having a hard time not going back to football. Because I'm trying to think like, okay, um, if I was to go to another sport that's not football, it would. My my thoughts are track and there's two guys that come to mind and I'm I'm blanking on their names so there's Trey Culver and then the guy uh, Gil Roberts I think was like a distance runner and jumper that were like in the Olympics and all that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, I remember that guy like from three years ago maybe.
0: Yeah, or or even further back like twelve. Oh, okay, never mind.
1: Well, there was there was someone who. There was another really excellent distance runner a few years back.
0: Oh, you're talking about a Kennedy... Yeah, hey,
1: I think it's... Yeah, Kennedy. That's got to be him, I think.
0: I sound very confident.
1: That's got to be him, I think. Um, Byron Kennedy? Or no, Kennedy no, Kithuka. Like, uh... And I'm probably butchering that. Kennedy kathuka
0: Maybe it's not that. So, yeah, so... Gil Roberts is obviously one of the guys I was thinking of. oh um, I mean, I'm sorry. We're gonna be typing here. Kennedy was it like Kibiego?
1: No. Well, the guy I'm talking about is Kennedy Kithuka. K i t h u k a.
0: Maybe that's him. He's from. He was from sorry. Kenya. Yeah, so one of those guys, because I know they were doing so much for the program, and then competing on an in that international stage, far beyond you know what Crabtree and Harold have done in their respective sports. So um, I'd have those two because of my my football and recency bias. Um, I would have obviously one of those those track runners, track stars. Um, than basketball with Daryl Dora well don't at me bro because I ain't a lifelong Red Raider fan alright I'm, I'm, I'm gonna know the good old days no I'm not saying these are the best four athletes of all time I'm not gonna make that argument because I don't know enough of history to defend my choices but
1: I, I'm gonna knock for you a me. little bit that, those, are, those, aren't, those aren't very good <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm sure you can you can replace all of mine with better football players from the past. But. We
1: only have one overlap, and it's Crabtree. That's who I have on my list for sure. Um, he was just probably one of the best receivers in college football ever, and, and he
0: hasn't really translated that to the pros. But
1: right, but that wasn't the question. It was Mount Rushmore of Tech athletics, and so definitely at Tech, he is just. You know, several weeks ago we had a podcast where we were reading that he was at the top of every list, and he only played here for two years. So Mm -hmm. um, Crabtree's no brainer for me. Uh, I'm also going with Cheryl Swoops. Man, she's like one of the best. Uh, I didn't even think. See, no, you missed an obvious one to me. She's a four-time, or, um, four-time WNBA champion, Marsha Sharp.
0: Yeah, yeah, but she's because it doesn't, it doesn't have to be an athlete. He just well, that's have true. Tech athletics, that's
1: true. You could you could put Marsha Sharp on there.
0: Go coaches, we can put uh, we, well, up there. she's or... already
1: got a freeway. She's fine. <laughs> um, but but no, definitely Cheryl Swoops. Um, she's four-time WNBA champion, won the national championship attack, one of the best female, well, probably just one of the best basketball players <laughs> in general, but definitely. One of, if not the best, female basketball player. So, um,
0: I'm gonna go crawl in my corner and <laughs> just. That was my face that was an shame. easy
1: one for me. Um, I'm gonna throw in another one too. Number one draft pick from 1983, Gabe
0: Rivera. And he was on my list, but like I've I've, I've seen like one clip of him playing. I've I've seen and I I've just heard like he was really good, and I was like, okay, I he, don't doubt. He it, was
1: chasing I've, people down, man. It was nuts. This was a lineman. It just like, well, i he, was a, he like, was a nose
0: tackle. <laughs> I'm not in charge of actually erecting this the structure because it would. He was would like, tackling on the sidelines. the lines? f is this guy? Like, what is he doing?
1: You, you gotta look. You just gotta look up some Gabe Rivera highlights. Um, and for those of you who know, don't know Gabe Rivera's story, it's 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 a sad one. Um, but definitely check out the highlights. The dude was phenomenal. He's he was huge. He's six two, three hundred pounds. And he would chase people and tackle them on the sidelines after lining up in front of the center. <laughs> so okay, I've got him on there. And then my fourth one, um, this may sound crazy to you, but probably because it we just happened to watch. They replayed the, the thing on Welker that they did on ESPN. They replayed mm-hmm. that this weekend, so I part of that. I saw part of that. And I saw all the stats that he leads in. You know, with punts and punt returns and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And then, okay, yeah, you technically aren't supposed to take into how how well they did beyond the Texas Tech, I guess. But he did really well outside of Texas Tech. And I forgot all this stuff. Like, when he was at Miami, he was doing kickoffs. He kicked PATs some. He kicked some field goals some. He's probably one of the only... (laughs) If, if you checked all the boxes he did, he's probably the only receiver ever to like win a Super Bowl, catch a touchdown in a Super Bowl, kick a field goal, kick a PAT, and kick a kickoff to ever live. So I've, I've got Welker or Zach Thomas. Zach, yeah, those I'm, are solid choices. Those two are kind of like, uh I mean, I, I think I could go with either one of those on my Mount Rushmore,
0: but cuz we so the question that we had similar to this a couple weeks ago was like build a top 5 like to build a team yeah a top 5 whatever like, you know he had skill quarterback positions. receivers um, from all times like well I don't know like back to 2007 and you know
1: yeah mine weren't mine weren't that great cuz i i didn't well and you know Rivera played defense anyway he's not going to be our our exactly. top Thomas running back linebacker. right yeah. Right, but uh, definitely on that list, I had Crabtree and Welker, I think. So that kind of overlapped a little bit, but yeah, Rivera, Swoops, Crabtree, and then Zach Thomas or Wes Welker. I could live with either of those.
0: Yep. So we had another question, or we had a question, not another question. We had a question from Triforce Shadow. How does Tadlock manage to replace as much talent as he loses to graduation in the draft every year without dropping off too much as far as production? So we kind of talked about this in the first part of the episode. I have no idea. It would drive me crazy to try to be balancing a roster and recruiting with the draft and graduation and all that weird timing and you have very little control over any of it because a guy can get drafted and he can stay with your team. Or you know, get drafted and gone. And like, well, I wasn't planning on him leaving? He just blew up this year. Wasn't recruiting to replace him. He's got to be some kind of wizard. So yeah. we, we talked about we talked about Chris Beard having a cape. I think Tadlock's gonna have like a a wand and some kind of some hat and a beard, <laughs> <laughs> a cloak. I, I can't I, I imagine.
1: It. He's got to. You think right now he's got to be kind it of ignoring has, it. Is that is that it probably has a lot to, to, to do with
0: um? Sorry, I am tr- keep trying to interrupt you. No, you're good. You're yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, you'd you have to ignore it because right now, you know, at this point in the season, you've got to get ready for the next round of the playoffs, right? Yeah, to go into the super Regionals. That's got to that, be your focus. You can't be thinking about it. But also, as of day two of the draft, you've lost four players, or you've had four players drafted. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's no way it's not in the back of your mind, but you've just got to be like, ah. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't think about that right now. I just can't.
0: But, and you've got another three or so that could be drafted and could leave, and that's, just on, that's, that's what's on your team now, not including the guys that you've recruited to build your team that also could be drafted and never show up to campus. Yeah. So a, a lot of it obviously has to do with, you know, you got to be in constant communication with, with the guys – Especially their families, um, both current players and and recruits, see how they feel and kind of feel them out for um, where they might be interested in in going pro in terms of where they get drafted, Um, and you just got to be really nimble in your recruiting and your evaluation. Be like, we want the best possible players. Understand they may get drafted. Part of your pitch has to be like yes you were drafted in round 10 as a high school senior come play for us three years and and we'll get you top two Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i mean it's a hard sell obviously because you're making promises that you have very little control over because you're not a scout you're not controlling their performance for three years and how they might project on a, a draft board so it's it's I don't know it's super difficult for baseball. I think it's one of the most difficult things to do as a baseball coach outside of staying out of the minutiae of the actual game of baseball because there's so much so many little things in baseball that can make or break a team. The last thing she says success begets croots or croots beget success yeah what the chicken the egg argument I don't know.
1: I think in this case it's going to um
0: it's probably success yeah. going towards recruiting.
1: Because they're going to see that, and they're, they're going to be able to play that card like, hey, we had four guys drafted. Well, I mean, four so far. There's still 19 days left in the MLB draft. So <laughs> that we've had four, whether they all go or not, doesn't matter. You can say we had four guys drafted last year.
0: Yeah, cause I, what was it, a couple of years ago we had like 10 guys drafted Yeah, I overall. think
1: so. Yeah. And, you know, you it's could point nuts. to people who are still playing, and you could... Uh, Gosh, you know I don't know nothing about baseball what's that guy Dallas Dallas Braden yeah I mean he had a great career and now he's got a, a good career in broadcasting and I mean there, there's there's some stuff to point to that they're just kind of legacy guys I know that he wasn't one of tadlock's guys but um I, I think I think she's right on the success begets crews point because people are paying attention apparently the Orioles are really paying attention. Was it the Orioles or the Padres? Padres no, it the Padres. The
0: first four drafts. Yeah, the yeah.
1: Padres got Little and Cazada, So they're, they're paying attention to, to Lubbock, Texas.
0: So, Deadwills, I'd get to that point. The better you recruit, the more likely they are to be drafted. Yeah, I mean, point. that's awesome. Last year, your number one recruit um, was a pitcher out of New Mexico, Trevor Rodgers never made it to campus because he got drafted high enough. He went from high school to professional baseball. Wow. You know, um, he's a as a high school senior, 6'6", 190, throwing a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. 95 miles an hour as a senior in high school. Gosh.
1: I, I don't know if I've even driven in a car going that fast with a baseball.
0: <laughs> I have, and it a little scary <laughs> not that's, recommended uh, getting... yeah
1: oh okay okay back to our listener question uh, we, we've already got another comment from Dustin Jones who uh, he'll, he'll send us questions here and there and he replied with does quote locking a kid in a closet or quote screwing leech out of his job count as football that's mostly what I hear <laughs> from outsiders about TTU and that goes back to what we were saying. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty synonymous with just oh, well. Tell me about all the bad stuff that's happened, <laughs> or they'll or they'll remember air raid like we were saying. They'll remember some good stuff, but it's still football. Football still dominates it.
0: Yeah, and no joke. So, re- really quickly back to to Rogers. Um trevor rogers he was drafted 13th overall my gosh last year as a high school senior so he was your number one type deal or what gotta be so he went to the marlins i i don't know where he's at in in the organization it doesn't really matter making money yes doing yep um so yeah success can bring you better recruits better recruits can raise, you know, elevate your, your draft profile. Like, Hey, look, we had 10 guys or 12 guys drafted three of those were high school guys. I don't Do they really count? Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to your team? Probably not, but I think it kind of, it, it's a chicken egg deal, but I, I
1: would say for the most part it, it always changes. You know, you look at a place like Alabama for football. Yeah. They had some recruits beget success there. That was how you know that was where they started. But then probably I'd say for the last five years, it's just success begets recruits. I mean, you've got people knocking down the doors to go play al- at Alabama. They you don't got even have to guys knocking down the
0: doors to go coach at Alabama. Like yeah, got, yeah. It's just are creating positions to bring in because
1: they know if they go coach at Alabama, they'll be the next coach at uh, you know South Carolina or or yeah. in, in, any other insert SEC school here 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 somewhere. <laughs>
0: The hardest thing um, that I think that goes with this to baseball is that you can have guys out of high school go professional.
1: Yeah, that is a definite wild card that you don't see.
0: Um, So even even in in basketball, basketball. you you can recruit a guy, and he will be at your school at least one year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Football, he's there three years. Baseball, you can recruit him. You can be your your best guy. Everything could be riding on him never shows up <laughs> never shows up yeah so I mean I don't I don't fault it I, I kind of wish there was a mandatory I hate saying mandatory but like some kind of period where they have to go to college and perform because I hate missing on guys like that there's another guy that same year was like one of the top players out of Canada he's like a first baseman super power hitter and got drafted real high was also committed to tech, never showed up. Um, you just wish you you had your hands on him for a season. <laughs> right. But then, like, on the other side, you've got teams like – or, you know, sports like football and basketball saying, well, if there was a minor league process to this, we wouldn't have the one-and-dones and all the drama with guys transferring to get the best possible draft profile and all that kind of stuff. So – As a baseball fan, I wish there were more high school kids going into college instead of going drafted into the professionals. But I get it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I I totally get it too. It'd be hard not to to take that kind of uh, paycheck.
0: Because okay, we're talking. Okay, let me just really quickly. I'm trying trying to pull this up. Um, that. That draft selection for Trevor Rogers had to be in the millions of dollars in terms of like his um the the that pick selection, the value of that pick. Um because we saw um what's his name? I'm just blanking. Grant Little. His salary slot um is like in the upper eight hundred thousands as the 74th pick and then your signing bonus can be um, how much like it was nearly 900,000
1: we just had a moment <laughs> of silence I think for that
0: yeah At okay, 21 so... years old yeah, nine hundred thousand, and that's not including your your signing bonus, which is gonna be the biggest thing.
1: Do you know how much milk and cereal I could buy for nine hundred thousand as a twenty one year old?
0: You know, what I would have done with 900000 dollars as twenty one years old. I would have bought like a nine hundred thousand dollar house <laughs> and be like cash broke, but like look at the mansion I'm in, bro. <laughs> I know, and then you're on a traveling baseball team. <laughs> And never in it, or like buy like a five hundred thousand dollar house, like a Lamborghini, and never drive it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's like Farva's. That's Farva's solution. I have, I'd buy me a million million dollar car on Super Troopers.
0: Yeah. So it says that uh the Marlins for their first selection last year, so the the pick they used on on Trevor Rogers was slotted at three million eight hundred seventy five thousand eight hundred dollars. Can you imagine that kind of money like thrown at you as a high school senior? No. Nearly $4 million? No, I can't. You have no idea what to do with yourself with $4 million in high school. I, I, I don't know I, what, I would, what I would do with $4 million today. No, I, I don't Coming know what I'd do with 30 years old. Yeah, I think it would,
1: um, well, it'd be really boring things now.
0: Yeah, I'd pay off loans and pay yeah, off the house and buy a couple cars. Debt. That's
1: what I'd do too. And like,
0: okay, now what? Uh, college fund for Grayson and and you know other future kids we may have, and might get a PS4. I'd buy a really big TV. <laughs> I might buy a boat. Yeah. But like, okay, so we're, like we're, we're thinking about spending all this money. Like that could be two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so I now have three point eight million dollars left. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're sitting okay. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, I, I think definitely you'd have you'd you'd buy a big house somewhere. Um, Pay
0: cash, like just walk into the bank, like yeah, here definitely There's a, a car. stack.
1: Pro- probably more than one car. I bet he's gonna have like a jacked up truck, and he's gonna have like a a sports car, some sort of sports car, and then maybe some like a Tesla or some cool electric car. You know, he's gonna have like three cars,
0: and a boat. Yeah, and then a boat. But like, you know, like ATVs.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I'd probably spend some money on some ATVs. I don't <laughs> even know where I'd ride them, but I'd
0: spend some money on them. Well, so he's from Carlsbad. Oh, so he, he's he's probably he's probably like used to going out to the dunes. Yeah, there's like tons stands. of places
1: up there to mess around out in the out in the uh, sand, the brush.
0: Yeah. Anyways, four million dollars a high school senior. Hats yeah. Off, so man. I I don't. I, I, I just I, I keep't that. I don't know how, how I would manage that process of recruiting in a sport like college baseball where you have to replace guys that unexpectedly leave for the draft, your recruiting class may get decimated by the draft. Um, it's It's just a difficult position to be in.
1: yeah, and and I just can't it's such a wild card to have a pro team as an option. It's bad enough to have other schools. You know, because they can decommit, you know, like you see in any other sport, except for basketball. Basketball usually, whenever someone commits to something, they usually kind of stick with it. But mm-hmm. football is really all over the map. You know, you may think you have someone till the very last second, and they, they have gone to another school. And it would be even worse if, it, if they had an offer from the Rams on top of that. Like, well, yeah, you could either like- play at Tech. Or Oklahoma or go State. Get paid millions
0: of dollars yeah. to play professional, or Seattle your lifetime goal for the
1: Seahawks. You know which of those three are you gonna do? Oh
0: well, of course. <laughs> let's let's yeah, go to like the Texas tech Northwest. Alabama, or the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, that's an easy choice. Yeah, it is.
1: It is because I, I can get paid legally at Seattle. Yeah.
0: All right. Last question we got this week. Red Raider Reset Man had a great question. A few weeks ago, this week he chimes in. Who is your pick to replace Cliff if he doesn't improve this year? So we're we're going with the assumption that performance is bad enough for him to be fired, and then he he gives us realistically. So he's like not Urban Meyer or Nick Saban.
1: <laughs> so uh, that means
0: I want you to Kiffin's go first. still on
1: the table, right?
0: So I I heard I I can't remember if it was. If we were talking about it with Hunter, or if it was on his own podcast, he was like, "I don't know why anybody wouldn't be going after Lynn Kiffin because he's just—he's such a wild card. He would be such an entertainment hire." Yeah, probably because I have more—I place more value in my program than hiring a a goof like Kiffin.
1: Right, and well, okay, so so truthful answer. Um, I mentioned on the last podcast, but I'll, I'll say it again here too. This last weekend I met in Dallas with three fellow tech grads. We've been friends for gosh, a long time now. And, um, of course we talked about this and football and I think the general consensus with us is that Seth Luttrell is probably going to be the realistic guy that would be on Hokuts radar. And I wasn't aware of it, but Adam mentioned it that, um, Luttrell and Hoka actually played together at Kansas. And I don't think I knew that.
0: Kansas State.
1: Or Kansas State, sorry. Um, so that's that's my, you know, that's my realistic pick. Uh, he's. I,
0: I really want to see how, how Luttrell does yeah, another year. I mean, I
1: think this year is going to tell us a little bit more, but that's just kind of...
0: And I wish he was at, at a bigger, better school.
1: Right. I do too, but that's realistic for us at this point um he's down the road uh he has connections to texas high school coaches already he'll get a little bit he's more got graham harrell on 12. his staff yeah and <laughs> uh i mean the, uh, the only other one i could think of that kept get you know they were talking about Sonny combi and every time they would bring that up i was like no no y'all are joking yeah i think they were joking <laughs> pretty sure they were. But we'd we'd bring up, like, yeah, well, you know, when Cumbie's running things next year, it's like, no, shut up. Shut up. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Y'all are and messing see, I with have, me. I have a hard
0: <laughs> time thinking back, like, to when TCU was really successful under Cumbie. It's was like, was that really Cumbie or was it Meacham?
1: Yeah, we'll never know because they were co-offensive Well He's still
0: a co-offensive coordinator, isn't he?
1: I don't, I don't even know anymore. I kind of, you know, he might be. He might be. I'm
0: not even going to, like, look it up. I'm just assuming he's still a co-
1: but that's um, that's my answer, um, you know. Unless unless uh, Jimbo Fisher is becomes available, you know, we buy out his well, contract. Well, so here's
0: <laughs> no, no. Here's here's the dumb thing, which I
1: don't really know if I'd want Jimbo He's, Fisher. But I'm just I'm
0: just kidding. There's like zero incentive for Jimbo Fisher to stay at A and M because his entire contract is guaranteed by A and M. He could leave this year. Oh, that is and like still the most baggy Seventy-five million dollars.
1: He could leave this year and then go sail a boat to Zimbabwe and then just kind of hang out. He backpack. could like
0: <laughs> just cash that check and just never go back the rest of his life and live off seventy-five million dollars that he didn't have to work. Well, he's worked up until now to get it. I understand that he's earned it um but like to earn that money from AM. like he could go cash that check day 1 and then just vanish
1: let's see so how old is he uh
0: he's, he's 52 50s yeah
1: he's 52 so he's still really young he's got a lot of uh he's got a lot of golden years left why would you want so to why would you want to wait 40 years you, yeah
0: so if if he's maybe 40 okay 30 years <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, my
1: but genetics aren't living. that good, but maybe yours are. <laughs> I'm not okay. going to be 92. I don't know anybody that was 92 in my family.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, uh, let's go conservative. Say 25 years.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: 25 years to live off of 75 million. So three million dollars a year. I could do it. M- minus taxes and everything. Three million a year, dude. I could do it for 10 for the rest of, of his life if he doesn't do a dang thing. I could do it for just a
1: measly three hundred grand.
0: Yeah, measly. <laughs> just
1: a measly $300,000. If I was making 300000 right now. <laughs> for just waking up, uh, I would be fine. I think I could manage.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know how realistic it is. The guy that keeps popping up on my list that I want, number one, if Kingsbury's gone this year, I want the kitchen sink thrown at this man is Dave Aranda.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. He always comes up, too.
0: Now, I know he's been offered other jobs, and he was offered a considerable pay raise to leave LSU to be a head coach somewhere else, and he turned it down. Which is smart for him, because I think he's trying to parlay this into, like, a top 10 head coaching job. Mm-hmm. So I think the window on grabbing him is likely gone. We we probably missed it, just like we missed out on Lincoln Riley, because... Bob Stoops up and retired and just tabbed, you know, Riley. Hey, you're going to be head coach next. Go. We're like, no, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. He was supposed to be our guy. He didn't talk to us about this. Um, the other guy that keeps getting thrown out, and I don't like this idea. Is um, Brent Venables? I don't see why he would want to come to Tech. But, I mean, he's he's done he's done. Good. He's done well with defenses elsewhere, and he may be able to build on what Gibbs has done. I just, I don't think there's enough like an overlap there between Gibbs and Venables that like to really mean anything to him. I, I don't know, know if I... Tech is the the head coaching job he wants because he he's been a he's been basically a lifelong assistant and coordinator, probably like Venables, not Venables, Aranda waiting out for a a pretty good Power Five head coaching position to come available i just don't think tech is that spot for for either one of them and the more i think about it Latrell, maybe the most likely outside of like a a Meacham or a Cumby, somebody like still within the air raid offensive coordinator realm
1: which i i, I think we should
0: i'm not de- tied to it from
1: you know I, yeah
0: i I'm obviously not opposed to hiring a defensive coordinator as your head coach.
1: No. Next. No. I mean I, I just hate to think about it. It's we we've got to cuz we've got to be realistic and you you guessed four wins, I guessed five so far.
0: Um and I don't if, think five is enough to keep them. No, I don't know if six is enough to keep if them. If either of
1: those scenarios happens, this is a very real, you know, very real situation we'll be in come December. If we're lucky, we get that far.
0: So there's a point when it was in the the out of conference ranking article I read earlier that said if if Tech were to lose to Lamar, it could make things really interesting. It's like if Tech loses to Lamar, Kingsbury's not making the trip back.
1: No, I remember that too. Like
0: he won't be leaving the stadium and going home. He's like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to go pack the stuff in my office. He's just going to get on back.
1: He's going to get on 27 and hop on a flight somewhere. He's
0: going to hop on like Lamar's bus and try to go hang out with Eric Morris down at um, Incarnate Word. Yeah.
1: Or, or go see what Amendola is up to or
0: <laughs> he's just going to go gonna, see what
1: someone's up to. He's just going to, he's going to watch Manziel practice for to keep his starting job at the CFL league. I, I don't know. I
0: just the, the understatement of yeah, the, <laughs> it would make things interesting in Lubbock for Kingsbury if he were to lose the game against Lamar. It's like, like,
1: it's like no Lubbock would implode. He would <laughs> he would have he would be like he would have to be escorted. You know how like refs leave the game the second the second the game's over? He would have to do the same thing. <laughs> he would have to just like he would be, be gone. He,
0: he would be booed off the field before the game's over, I would bet. Just Oh,
1: I think so too.
0: Nonstop booing.
1: By all 17 people still there.
0: Yeah. So, my pick, my dream pick, I I guess I would say would be Aranda. Um, I wish we had picked him up when he was leaving Utah State, when he ended up going to Wisconsin. Then from Wisconsin to LSU, he just, like I said, ballooned, I think, out of what uh, tech can afford or offer him. Latrell probably the most likely. Um, unless there's another guy that pops up on the radar that we're like, oh my gosh, he's a great up-and-comer that we need to go get right now. I don't know who that would be.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. And I don't know if we want an up-and-comer.
0: Or like an old guy that's kind of like a value pick. He's kind of in <laughs> declining. <laughs> it's like, he's still good enough for us. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> He'll take a pay... Cut sort of, or he's been in. He's been in. Uh, or he's at a school with like for a really like two high. Years.
0: He's like a school with really high expectations that he hasn't been performing. There's like, well, we, we would take nine wins a year. <laughs> yeah,
1: or or like like yeah, we will. Uh, that was that was kind of the argument with someone when people were thinking that he could possibly take over last year. Uh, I was like, man, the Aggies just don't realize how good they have it. They're winning like. Eight games a year. like, Well, In the SEC West. I know, but that does get, I'm, I'm sure that does get uh, frustrating when that's all you're doing.
0: It's like there's just just flatline. That's all Tech did for like a decade.
1: Yeah, look how look how frustrated we were.
0: We fired our guy for going <laughs> eleven and one. Yeah, well, and not just. Well, no, it was nine and three that year. Nine and
1: three. Well, not just uh, that, but. Okay. All right. Well, we talked about this Story this weekend time. too. Here we go. We talked about this <laughs> this weekend too. Okay, Leach, Leach is great and all. Everyone, you know, whatever. But Tech played one less conference game. They didn't always and probably seldom played an F a Power Five school in non-con. They had like some of the softest, weakest non-conference games. I mean, they would have been like number nine or eleven or twelve every year. So yeah, Leach would he could scrape by with eight games more often, but he was playing one less conference game, and he was not playing a, a power five school consistently in non-con. And then on top of that, you you you're in the Big Twelve South, to where the Big Twelve South was always more stacked than the North. The North would mm-hmm. every now and then Nebraska would or Nebraska was usually pretty good, but every now and then Missouri or Kansas state would make some noise and you might draw them on top of it all. But you know, now you you play Kansas state's, you know, seven and one when you play them, that's, that's just how it works. You play them every year. So I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said about that, that he, he did have a good record on it, but things have changed a, a lot in, in, uh, 10 years, you know?
0: So looking at that, um, the out of conference schedule for like 2008, specifically you played Eastern Washington. Ooh. At, at Nevada. Yeah. Home against SMU home against UMass. <laughs> Those are your, so you had four out of conference games. You had two groups of five to FCS. Who did we play from the Big 12 North? You were at Kansas State. Okay. Um, it doesn't say at Nebraska, but the location says Nebraska. I'm almost 100% positive that game was in Lubbock. I and think that might have been an overtime game. It was. And then at Kansas. So you played Kansas, Kansas State, Nebraska.
1: Okay. So you, you drew a pretty good lot from the Big 12 North. I mean, Kansas, whatever. Well,
0: but. So it was Kansas and Kansas State, that was like a Ron Prince year. So you got you got a you got a um oh I'm blanking a Bo Pelini, Nebraska team. Yep. And then Ron Prince, Kansas State, and a Mangino, Kansas team. Okay, okay. So I mean I,
1: I don't know. I just when, when one game matters so much in the scheme of things, where winning eight games sounds so much better than winning seven. Let's not, let's not put too much praise on Leach for winning eight games more consistently because it was easier to do it.
0: Yeah. Let's go back to 2007 just really quickly. 2007, this was not the schedule. I know you played SMU. Um, you were on the road for that game. You were on the road at Rice. Okay, so you were at SMU, home against UTEP, at Rice, home against Northwestern State.
1: So two years in a row. So so far, just in the two year random years you picked, neither none of the eight non-conference games were Power Five schools. Zero.
0: Yeah, you had none of them. Two Group of Five. Three, if you count SMU, but you played them twice. I mean, you blew out Northwestern State. That was like Parents' Weekend. I remember that game. I, I took my parents to it. Seventy-five to seven.
1: Oh my gosh! I don't remember that one.
0: I was there almost I, the entire. Time. I
1: probably was there, but I don't remember. I don't know. I mean, I might have missed a few of them. I'm sure I did. I know I did. But it seems like I would have remembered the seventy something if I was there because i remember TCU like in 04 or 5 where it was just we beat the absolute dog out
0: of them it was like the 70 to 35 game wasn't it
1: i think it was i think it was worse than that but yeah it was definitely we got or in the 10? 70s yeah 70 to 10 is what i had in my or was that head. the
0: nebraska game
1: the, the, i think they were both pretty similar
0: uh all right sorry i i said one more uh 2009 another year that you think you were pretty good Non-conference games were North Dakota. Mm. You had the return game from Rice. You were at Houston, which you inexplicably lost.
1: Oh, I remember that one. We talked about against, that one this weekend, too.
0: <laughs> home against New Mexico. So North Dakota, Rice, Houston, New Mexico.
1: So no Power Five schools
0: again. You And you had one group of five school. Yeah. That's well, tough. Like, as, as as much it's as it's a gauntlet, we, guys. Can't <laughs> believe Leach our, managed our eight wins. Schedule. It's
1: unbelievable that he managed eight wins as often as he did. I just I just don't fathom it.
0: <laughs> I don't get. It. And then like okay, so the conference schedule you were at Texas that was the the game where Potts had his head ripped off.
1: Yeah. No call. Nothing.
0: No call. You had the same kind of played this past season where Shimenick was a target of a Blatant targeting. I think Leach no
1: got fact. fined after that Texas game.
0: No, yeah, he ripped into them, and like that was the week he got like the record uh, fine. Was that that or 2007? It was one of the games where there was I th- at it was I think the Texas Potts game one. in Austin.
1: I feel like it was the Potts one that made him finally just lose it, but maybe not. There may have yeah, been. I can't remember if that one. was like
0: a Billy Crystal, uh, not Billy Crystal, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the guy from.
0: That hosts the Oscars. <laughs> no, it was.
1: You're right about that TCU score. By the way, it was seventy to thirty-five. Yeah, I think that was then my the, first like, Tech game.
0: The other, so the two thousand nine, the conference schedule was the same as the two thousand eight. You just flipped it where you were, so you were you played Kansas State, Nebraska, and Kansas.
1: Okay. Well, now I'm just. Yeah, um, I'm curious. Like the O3 schedule,
0: I just Randy Crystal.
1: There you go. Like the O3 schedule. Um. What did they do? They played. SMU. New Mexico, NC State, and Ole Miss. So they actually had a pretty dang good one.
0: They had a one group of five, one power five.
1: Yeah, that was... No FCS. That was in 03. So that, that was pretty salty.
0: And that that Ole Miss team had, uh, what's his face, Eli Manning on it. Yeah. And we won.
1: Tech won that one, 49-45. But, okay, so... We just randomly picked one year out of what four that we looked at, and so out of 32 games, there was one Power Five school, yeah.
0: and like two Group of Five. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us on that, but we were talking about that this week. We went for a while on that one. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, kind of a little tangent.
0: Anyways, possible replacements for Kingsbury. Likely to be a guy like Littrell, maybe an unknown. I would hope it for. A, I would hope for a guy like Aranda. I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I don't want to see Tech go four and eight or five and seven, but I'm also to the point where I think you should pull the plug and reset or flip the switch, whatever it is. Yeah, and you've been <laughs> there for
1: a while, like
0: a couple of years, but um, trying to start building again. We'll see. We'll we'll definitely be going over all this stuff as the season goes along. We've mentioned before we will probably have a post-game podcast until we can't stand it anymore. It's just too depressing. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's possible. Um, there
1: might be a couple of weeks where we just call in sick.
0: We're like, no, we're not doing it. Like, no, I, already, there's guys.
1: no way. There's no way. You don't want to listen to what I would have to say.
0: And I am wondering if there's a way we could do it live cuz I think that would be really cool too. There's probably like a, Yeah, there's like probably a some Facebook way. live. I'll we'll figure that out too. Okay. Make cuz that almost sounds like we'd have to be in the same room. Sorry, we're going back to the conversation we had before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think an hour is sufficient for a mailbag. <laughs> Probably that was too long. Like four if, questions. <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening, I'm so sorry. Um, so that'll do it for us on the mailbag edition of the 23 Personnel Podcast. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for listening.